Hello and welcome back. Today I will be talking, in this episode, I will be talking about episode 403, Changes. But first, someone brought to my attention on Instagram, on one of the comments, they mentioned deleted scenes from Instant Star. And it never occurred to me, one, that these were available, and two, I wanted to look at them. I wanted to watch them and see what they were all about. And so I found scenes from... There was one scene actually cut from episode 403, which I will talk about, and I'll also leave like a timestamp of when I'll start talking about 403 if you want to skip me talking about deleted scenes. So I found one scene from season 4. Most of the other scenes were uh, from season 3, but also a few from 2 and 1 as well. So I was going to go through each of them. Because in my notes, I went through everything and I made a list of what I would call a good cut versus a bad cut. So a bad cut is where I disagree with the decision to leave it as a deleted scene. And I think it should actually be part of the episode itself. And a good cut is when I agree with the decision to not have it in the episode because it's because it doesn't flow well or it's just kind of a worthless scene, etc. So I was going to go through all of them and do good cut, bad cut, but there were actually a lot more than I intended, which most of them were fairly short, like 30 to 40 seconds. But still, I'll just call out my personal highlights of what was both good and bad. Something else to mention that I thought was kind of funny is that Maybe not half, but like approaching half of these deleted scenes were all from 313, <laughs> which is the season finale of season three, which was kind of funny that they didn't really know what to do with this episode. <laughs> and then, like I said, most of the others were season three with sprinkles of two and of one. Uh, So... Starting with 3.13, I had mostly good cuts here. There's a lot of deleted scenes where it's just like bickering between Jude, Tommy, and Jamie at like various uh, scenes of the episode, which doesn't really add to the episode in a meaningful way. Like, you know from all of their previous interactions that Tommy and Jamie don't like each other for obvious reasons. And so I don't think that most of their scenes, most of their deleted scenes rather, added that much to what the episode ultimately ended up as. But my one uh, sort of bad cut for 313 is there's a scene before Jude goes to prom with Jamie and it's just her and Sadie in their house and Tommy knocks on the door unexpectedly. Him and Jude have a scene 
which of course he's like professing his love and this and that. And I think the scene was probably well placed because the only, from what I remember, the only alone time that Tommy and Jude get in 313 is like the pivotal scene where he says, I love you for the first time. And he's telling her about going to Thailand, etc. And so I think having an additional scene with the two of them made sense because the episode was kind of weighted towards Jude and Jamie moments, which obviously, as you know, ended up being <laughs> fruitless because she ends up with Tommy in season four. I thought that scene before the prom probably should have been in the episode in some form or fashion. He does say some kind of weird language of, uh, what is it? So he's professing his love and he says, uh, I'm not going to take no for an answer this time, which if they left that in, that would have had like a weird energy on the rest of their relationship, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not taking no for an answer. And because even the way he delivered the line was like borderline, like, controlling possessive and it wasn't great but I think the scene could have existed in some fashion just not exactly how it went so some of the bad cuts for me or the good cuts the prom scene was a bad cut some of the good cuts for me like I said were Jude Jamie and Tommy lines where they're just like bickering back and forth Getting away from 313, there were also a couple scenes from 305, which is the episode where we learned that Patsy died. So one of the scenes that I thought was a good cut, as in it shouldn't have been in the episode, is Jude and Jamie in the hospital. And it's not really clear to me if this happens before they learned that Patsy died or if it's after they learned that Patsy died. But Jude uh, is like going through Patsy's things. Uh, she learns that the last call that Patsy made was to Jamie. And both Jude and Jamie in this deleted scene are acting very like aloof, which is why I can't even place whether <laughs> it's before or after Patsy died because they're not really showing like sadness of any sort. And at one point, Jude's dad comes into the hospital and gives Jude a hug. Again, still not clear <laughs> if it's before or after. And um, Jude's dad says like, oh, I'll give you two a ride home. And Jamie, who I think is like in a state of shock, so it's probably after, but he says, oh, it's 9am. I might as well like go to work. Um, so he's obviously like very detached and is in the, is in the denial state of his grief, but it just felt very odd. Like it wasn't, I don't know. I think it was probably a good idea to have a bit more time in the hospital with them. Because if I remember correctly, in the episode itself, you're in the hospital with June and Jamie, 
the nurse comes out, the nurse or doctor comes out and says, Patsy's gone. And then we cut to another scene. I think, I don't know if it's the next day, but we just like leave the hospital altogether. So I think it makes sense to have like some more time in the hospital, but this like detached aloof thing maybe wasn't what needed to happen. But I thought that was interesting. There's another <laughs> there's another scene from 305 and it's Sadie and Quest and they're in an alleyway and Sadie's talking about, oh, you must be so sad about Patsy dying, all the time he spent with her, etc. And Sadie says, like, why don't you come over and I'll like make you a casserole or something? And Quest says <laughs> Quest says in the most, I don't know why this hit me so hard, but he says, what 20 year old knows how to make a casserole? (laughs) Which like, isn't that funny? But it was really funny. (laughs) And he even laughs as he says it. But I thought this was a bad cut because in 305, Sadie does like kind of for lack of a better term, like harp on Quest about him not being sad or thinking that he needs to talk about Patsy's death when he never was like friends with Patsy. Yes, he was around her because he worked with her, but I mean, it's not completely out of the question for him to not be um, sad or crying or anything like that about her death. So I thought the scene one also brought some like probably necessary humor to 305 also helps to like bridge that gap of her like starting to become worried if that makes sense because like here she's kind of lightly touching on it but later in the episode she gets like super like on to him about like you need to talk you need to express your grief da 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 i think this was a good intro into that arc with the two of them so I thought that was a bad cut another hilarious scene hilarious maybe not on purpose there was a scene I have legitimately no idea when it was from (laughs) so it's Sadie she's in her house you see her giving Quest a call and she gets his voicemail and she leaves him a message Something about how she'll need a study break, like, tomorrow or something. She's, like, trying to ask him out, basically. But, so she finishes the voicemail. She looks over at a picture of herself. And I think it's a picture of when she was getting uh, headshots done in the episode that Drake was in. So she was getting headshots done to, like, try and get a role and so she looks at that picture of herself and <laughs> and she rolls her eyes and says nut job <laughs> there is no context as to what she <laughs> means like because she looked at the picture of herself immediately before saying that 
like I guess she's calling herself a nut job but why <laughs> I have no idea what episode it's from I'm guessing season three because her and Tommy were done at that point or maybe late season two I don't know it's it was so funny I laughed for like 10 minutes why did she call herself a nut job <laughs> And that was the thing about a lot of these deleted scenes is that, again, they were pretty short, like 30 to 40 seconds for most of them. And so it's odd because there's no way that just that 30 or 40 seconds was cut out, if that makes sense. Because some of these scenes have no flow whatsoever (laughs) into anything else. Like they have like some consistency in like subject matter between the episodes that they're from but like just the chunk that I saw was not like a whole scene that was cut if that makes sense like I couldn't just copy paste any of these right into the episode like there had to be more links but also maybe that's why they were deleted in the first place is because they were just like clunky (laughs) useless scenes So another bad cut, so moving out of what was season three, I think, for that last scene, some of the season one deleted scenes, there were a few from like the first few episodes of the season, which was more like Tommy and Jude interacting for the first time, because at first, if you remember... Jude was, like, super annoyed that she was getting matched with a producer who used to be in a boy band. And so things were really rocky with them at the start. So those were good cuts. It was just kind of, like, filler, kind of reinforcing things we already knew. Some bad cuts from my perspective. There's a scene, I think it was probably one thirteen, which is the season one finale, where... Tommy and Sadie are walking, they're like downtown or so, they're walking around and it's actually a really cute scene with them. They never put much effort into like the Tommy-Sadie relationship for fairly obvious reasons, I guess. But the scene was so cute. Sadie was in like a little cheerleading uniform and they were like riffing off of that and she was talking about her trip to Europe that she was taking and that's when she starts like trying to like get Tommy to like visit her during her trip and it was just a really cute scene that like made me buy into their relationship more and (laughs) lord knows we could have very much used some of those scenes so that was cute I thought that was a bad cut there's also it's not completely a deleted scene But there is an extended version of the scene in the season one finale again when Shay pulls up out of nowhere and asks you to come on his big like world tour. So in the scene, the extended scene that I saw, you get more about how Jude was feeling about their relationship. So obviously with the whole birthday thing, she was very upset for obvious reasons but you didn't get like how she felt about their relationship if that makes sense 
so like in my notes I have I liked how this expanded on what we could have guessed what did I mean oh so also Shay says that he wasn't really ready for a relationship with Jude and he says in the birthday episode like you make me want to be a better person but also like Eden makes me feel cool the way I am so like I don't have to grow when I'm with her you push me but like also maybe I'm not really trying to be pushed (laughs) so he like expands on that and then um Jude fleshes out her feelings and she says that she was angry at him and oh I forget what she says specifically so now on to episode 403 it's titled changes i don't remember if i said that already (laughs) so this episode has an a b and c plot and i wrote in my notes uh this is bold considering how few of characters there are (laughs) like an a and a b plot that's pretty standard but a c plot you gotta add in like some other variables because with the amount of like established cast we have at this point it's just gonna be like like each of them just trade off between the a b and c if that makes sense like there's no one else (laughs) um that we can like write plots around so anyway the a plot is a june jamie plot everything kind of converges towards like the midpoint of the episode so I I think I'll just like talk about things chronologically so the opening monologue we learn that Jamie and Pagan's new record label is like it's off the ground it's ready to go it's called Nana's Basement Records which is um it literally takes place in Jamie's Nana's basement. <laughs> I don't know if Jamie has parents because he's always seen at this house, which is his Nana's house. We don't, it's not relevant to anything, but I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Because if it was his parents' house, it would just be like parents' house basement. Anyways, so that is getting off the ground. If you'll remember, June and Jamie live right next to each other. And so at this, um, they have a party to, like, kick off the record label. So Speed's there, Kyle, Wally, even Sadie and Quest are there, um, like, toasting to the opening of this record label. And you see that sort of party ending and people are leaving Jamie's Nana's house. And Jude comes out of her house and clearly wasn't invited and has a quick talk with speed and speed essentially says like you broke his heart you know you can't expect to be around all the time that's like the gist of what he's saying and so the main conflict of the a plot is that jude has made it her mission to make Jamie be her friend again because she is so terrified that if they stop being friends now that they'll never be friends at any point in the future which is (laughs) 
the situation just devolves from there. I think ultimately both sides, Jude and Jamie, are wrong in <laughs> in this how do I say? Like in the inherent conflict that they have and the way they go about things. They're both not <laughs> they're not thinking clearly. They're I mean, they're both really quite selfish, and so is isn't making for a good friendship <laughs> on either side because they're just so worried about their own interests. But we'll get there. So that's the ploy. Jude is trying really hard for Jamie to be her friend again. Eventually, you see Jamie like try and sneak out of his house to like avoid Jude, <laughs> and she ambushes him and eventually wears him down to where they go and spend like a day together they go to some festival or something and they're having a good time and everything's like fine like it always was there's no um tension in this scene that they have where they're spending time together and something that they do throughout this episode which i'm not sure how intentional it is but Jude in her various um like pleadings with Jamie about we've been friends for so long and this and that throughout the episode she makes references to various things that happened in the past like she'll say oh remember when we were six and you came over and we did whatever or remember back in middle school when so-and-so yelled at us for doing whatever like she peppers this episode with just little anecdotes like that and that kind of gets at the root of the problem which is like they're not kids anymore they've grown up and evolved and all of these like cute little anecdotes she has are from like so long ago she's just like clinging to this nostalgia and they can't, their friendship can't be sustained on just this, oh, remember 10 years ago and 15 years ago when this happened? Like, that's not a solid basis for continuing a friendship. I think everyone probably has, you know, a similar experience with a friendship that lasted a long time, but there wasn't any commonality after a while, you know, whether someone moves away or it's an instance where someone has kids and you know those children obviously take a lot of your time and that can cause you know a division in long-time friendships but that's I mean that's not the main conflict of their friendship the biggest thing is that Jamie is hopelessly in love with Jude and <laughs> will not let it go under any circumstance. So during the day that Jude and Jamie have together, Jude invites Jamie to a party that she's having at her house later on, which we learn early on the episode, and this was interesting to me, or at least not expected. So their dad is in the episode for all of like two minutes so we learned that he's like going backpacking all over the world and obviously they're signaling like you're not gonna see him again 
uh, but I guess it was kind of cool that he got like a send off because their mom, I don't even know if they mentioned their mom after (laughs) she left at the end of season two and we haven't even talked about her. (laughs) Uh, so now it's just going to be June Sadie and the house that they grew up in which while I'm on the topic that is the C plot is that Sadie has the idea that she wants Quest to move in because at first Quest mentions to her like the idea of living together and Sadie says well why don't you just come live with us we have this like huge house that's way too big for the two of us and so Sadie throughout the episode tries to ask Jude about her feelings on it, but given various conflicts, she can never find the right time until like the very end of the episode. So they're having a party. The Harrisons are. Uh, it's pajama themed, which isn't super relevant to anything, but it's cute to see everyone in their pajamas. So everything else in the episode that I haven't talked about yet happens at this big pajama party. So the first thing that happens is Jamie walks in the door. Jude didn't even tell him that it was a pajama party. She was just so focused on winning his friendship back that he walks in the door is completely confused. And she, I mean, kind of flippantly says oh I didn't tell you I'm sorry uh you look great though so it's fine which (laughs) she just kind of always has like a I don't know the word that I'm looking for but just kind of a disregard for their relationship friendship rather because I think she always expects him to be around and she's working so hard to keep them together because you know she's put time into this I guess and so like it doesn't make sense to her maybe that they've been friends for so long that they wouldn't keep being friends but obviously things have changed so Jamie gets into the party Speed sees him and says (laughs) like you are bold as hell Tommy's here also in his pajamas and he even makes the remark that Like, Tommy's almost your next-door neighbor now. Now that him and Jude are dating, he's gonna be here all the time. Like, (laughs) this is the worst thing for you. Which, I mean, isn't wrong, of course. And so, while they're having this talk, Jamie and Speed, Jamie, at the corner of his eye, sees Jude and Tommy in some, like, heavy PDA. I noticed that in like all of their scenes this season, Jude and Tommy are just like all over each other. <laughs> to the point where I don't know, it's just a lot. Like they're always if you haven't seen the episodes, it's hard to describe, but they're always just like hands on each other, like caressing, like not a full hug, but just like moving their hands all over each other. I don't know. But there was a lot of that this episode and in 402 as well and also 401 and 
I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to insinuate that, you know, ever since Jude lost her virginity, ew, that her and Dami are just like super getting it on all the time. I don't know. It's weird that there's so much PDA, but anyways, so Jude or Jamie sees Jude and Tommy all over each other. And once again, you see his little heartbreak (laughs) for the umpteenth time now. And he says, like, kind of phasing out of this conversation, like, I can't believe I did this to myself again. He turns around and storms out of the party. Jude sees him leaving suddenly and gets upset because, again, she has to be his friend. There's no other way. (laughs) So she follows him outside the party and they start arguing. Jamie reiterates again, like, I can't believe... I did this to myself. Jude expresses her fear of them growing apart, potentially, if they don't, like, keep working at their relationship. And Jamie says, um, like, why do you care if you lose me? You have him. And he's, like, almost crying at this point. It was a pretty emotional scene until we get to the next thing. (laughs) So, again, they're both, like, yelling at each other out of frustration. And Jude eventually says, you know, we can do this. You and me, Jamie. We can be friends. We can, um, we can fix this, etc. And Jamie grabs her face and kisses her. Like, it's super aggressive. (laughs) just like grab face pull it towards him and she pulls back and immediately slaps him in the face and she says jamie with this voice of it's basically disgust (laughs) i think that like really hit different no pun intended it hit different with him to like hear her be so disgusted with that but I mean like it's a very reasonable reaction when someone grabs your face and tries to kiss you without your consent it's very reasonable but I think again her voice was like so disgusting (laughs) she like kind of admonished him like a child like why would you ever do that sort of thing And then he says, like, we can't be friends ever again. Because obviously he was, you know, trying to force this romantic issue again, unsuccessfully. So ultimately with them, there's this weird contrivance to set up, like, a kind of hokey moment. So eventually... It's not interesting how we get there, but the members of SME trick Pagan into going up on the roof and diving into Jude's pool. But Jude doesn't have a pool, they just, like, prank him and now he's stuck up on the roof. So eventually, Jamie goes up after him on the roof, and then he, like, almost slips and falls to to what like would have been his death but 
Jude ends up like holding on to Jamie as he's about to fall off the roof. But the SME members eventually they like get a mattress and like tell Jamie to fall down on it so that he'll be supported. But Jude holding on to him says like, I can't let you go. (laughs) Which is like very on the nose. And Jamie, while Jude's holding on to him, he looks down and he sees like this mattress set up and he knows that he'll be fine physically. So he just says, let me go. You have to let me go. (laughs) And, what they were doing here was obviously super, like, I mean, on the nose, like I said. Like, the metaphor of, like, you have to let me go. Like, you have to let this friendship go because it can't, it can't function the way that it's going right now. So I found this, I put in my notes that I found the scene kind of cute. <laughs> Cute's not the word. I found it touching despite being on the nose I'm not sure what it was but I think after the whole scene plays out they kind of give each other some like knowing looks of like okay we're not (laughs) we're not at a good place and we really can't keep trying to be at a good place which I mean I think what I found touching was that I was happy that there was like a wrap up and an acknowledgement of like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> we can't keep trying this instead of just like not really addressing this and letting it like turn into something down the road, if that makes sense. So while I'm on the topic of both sides being wrong in this instance, so something larger I guess about my annoyance with this Jew Jamie saga if you will is like this is 403 this is the third episode that we've (laughs) talked about like how sad Jamie is about you know not being with June and like even in this episode but a lot more in 402 People, when they come up to Jamie, are saying, like, are you okay? How are you um, dealing with, you know, this? And by this, they mean, like, Jude being with Tommy. But it's so annoying to drag it out like this because I feel like it gives some sort of, um, what's the word? Like, it it makes it seem like it's okay to have this reaction to the situation. And honestly, like all of the coddling that people are doing around Jamie is, it's on the level of when Patsy died (laughs) and Patsy died. She is no longer with us and she was his girlfriend and (laughs) there wasn't this much like, Oh, Jamie, are you okay? About her. But every chance they get, people are so concerned about Jamie and Jude. And it's like, what? (laughs) All that's happened here is that a girl that you like doesn't like you romantically. Like, why? (laughs) Why is it such a big thing? Why are we devoting so much time to it? And it's like, at this point, I didn't feel bad for Jamie. You know, I just, 
I'm glad to see this wrap up, really. But I wasn't, like, feeling so sympathetic when, like, he grabbed Jude's face and tried to kiss her. Like, I... no, <laughs> she should have slapped him. That's, like, ugh. So he's, you know, obviously wrong for that aspect of it. And Jude, like I've kind of mentioned, she wants to keep Jamie, like, like tucked away for her own benefit of you know, having a friend. I think, I don't know, I probably haven't talked about this in a while, but like when it comes to friendships, like Jude does not, (laughs) she does not excel in that category. Kat, she was awful too. Who else was even her friend? (laughs) The show doesn't excel at friendships, which I don't know. I think if there was a better friendship dynamic, some things would like click more because even, and this is like an aside, I guess, but like the whole storyline between Tommy being so mad over Quest, uh, getting together with Sadie, like they say in so many words that Quest and Tommy have known each other for like ever, but like their interactions on the show are not the stuff of, like, best friendships. (laughs) Like, they barely even seem like acquaintances. Like, the show just does not excel with platonic friendships. Like, they can only do romantic things. And so, I forgot what my original point was. I think I was talking about Jude and how she's not good with friendships, but also, like, that's one of the reasons she feels she needs to have Jamie, like, tucked away to only be her friend no matter how much it hurts him so yeah that's this whole situation is just messy (laughs) from both parties it's not like a this person deserves more blame than this person it's just they're both selfish like i said at the beginning jamie wants to love jude and jude needs a friend because she doesn't have many so yeah that's everything for the A plot, and then I covered the C plot. So the B plot for this episode, Karma gets back some like early footage of the TV show that um, is being filmed around her and Speed's life. So this footage comes back, she watches it with her um, friend, she calls them, which was surprising for her to acknowledge everyone as her friends. So the footage comes back, and it turns out the cameras got footage of people, like, doing quote-unquote embarrassing things, which it's not that big of a deal. Like, I think Sadie gets caught, like, flossing or something. It's it's very tame for, like, footage to be ashamed of. But as a result, people are avoiding karma because whenever karma's around, cameras are around. And so they don't want to be caught in, like, compromising situations. And so the party rolls around and she decides to wear a hidden camera in the form of, like, a big chunky necklace. Um, And so at this party, she starts off by being still very conscious of how she looks and how she's portrayed on the camera. But eventually Speed gets her to like loosen up and not even like concern herself with all of this. 
he has this line where he says like being famous is supposed to be fun <laughs> like if you're not having fun then why even go through all the trouble and like i said before tyler kite stay in podcast <laughs> I think also I had this revelation when I was watching Carmen Speed's relationship is really growing on me. I don't mind watching it. It's not something that I tire of. I think I tire of karma individually, but like Jude and Tommy, I'm tired of talking about, (laughs) but Carmen Speed, like it's cute when they're on scene together. I love it. And I think it's because they don't take their relationship that seriously. Like, Speed doesn't take shit seriously. (laughs) And then Karma takes her career very seriously. But the two of them, they were just, like, fucking around. And then they they got married on accident. And, like, okay, let's make it work. (laughs) Like, it's not so melodramatic like the Jew-Jamie-Tommy saga is. Like, there are other things to worry about. And that's what makes their relationship fun to watch is that they're just not that concerned with each other. If that makes sense. (laughs) So the B plot, I mean, there isn't a huge conflict here. I mean, the conflict is that people are avoiding karma because they don't want to be on camera, but there's not really anything to resolve. I mean, you see karma let loose and have fun. And I guess that's the resolution because, you know, she's always so uptight, for lack of a better term, about how she's represented and how she looks to other people. So that is everything for all of the plots. Oh, I forgot to mention, actually, um, earlier when I mentioned deleted scenes, so there was the only deleted scene I found for season four was from this episode. So the scene was Jude and Tommy are having a moment. It's after Jamie tries to kiss Jude. And Jude is venting to Tommy and saying like, no, she's recapping the situation. And Tommy says, (laughs) the scene was so stupid. So Tommy says like, oh, well, I mean... A little physical relief is probably good for him? (laughs) What? And Jude is confused, and I'm confused. So I guess his point was that, like, he's been hurting so much emotionally that, like, maybe getting slapped will, like, knock some sense into him. (laughs) I don't know what the argument was there, but the scene sucked. I guess it was kind of nice, or maybe nice isn't the word, but necessary to, like, have Tommy acknowledge it, because there aren't any scenes in the episode as, you know, it was aired that Tommy even knows about this kiss happening. But yeah, that deleted scene was not good. (laughs) It was a great idea to cut it out, because, like, what was his argument? And again, even Tommy's buying into this whole, like, oh, Jamie is so, so emotionally tortured and, like, 
it makes sense for him to be so like, no, it doesn't. (laughs) It is not that serious for someone to not like you. Like people are, it's gone too far. But yes, anyway, so in typical fashion, it's time for the song and episode ratings. So this episode's song is called Remind Yourself. It's a Tyler Kite song. And being that this is a Tyler Kite stand podcast, <laughs> no, the song really is good. It plays during the party, like after Speed gives his speech about like being fun, be God, being famous should be fun, like stop stressing out and he like plays his song and it's like kind of for karma I guess like the lyrics are about like oh you're always so worried about what people think but you know like let's just focus on us type of deal so it's a good song I like it it's hmm let me check my notes so I gave the song a 7 out of 10 and I'm I mean I think yeah, that's fair. So the song for me is a 7 out of 10. And then the episode ratings, reading from my notes here, I put <laughs> the episode is a 5 out of 10 because Speed carried. But I'm also kind of happy that we had this finale of June and Jamie's friendship. Friendships always evolve and they couldn't just be in nostalgia land for the rest of their lives. But the Jamie kiss was obviously an issue. So I gave it a 5 out of 10. And I think I still feel that way. I was kind of leaning towards the forward territory. But like I said, speed carried. So <laughs> so we'll go 5 out of 10 for the episode rating. So with the song rating of 7 out of 10. And the episode rating of 5 out of 10. Episode 403 changes. It's an average of 6 out of 10. Well, everyone, that is it for me and it for this episode. Please join me again next time where we will dive into episode 404. I'll see you then. Bye.